This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. This program brought to you by SPH Kundalila experts in surface mining solutions. On the line, Professor Dion Foster from Stellenbosch University, but currently he's just from Sitting at Home University, speaking to people at Stellenbosch that also used to go to Stellenbosch University, now are at their home university. What a business all of this is. Good morning, Dion. Now we are just from the universe, yeah, not no, from just... the university. <laughs> Dion, you're a man that meets with a lot of people. We can see that from social media in the past. You know, you're always here, there, and everywhere, and you're overseas, and you're out and about. Uh, many of those meetings still need to continue. Are you a little bit tired of staring at your computer screen? Goodness, I'm zoomed out. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, we had a, a, a conference between ourselves, and I was supposed to be in Brazil, by the way, this uh-huh. week. So uh, the, the colleagues from uh, Curitiba, and myself, we, we started at uh, 1 p.m. our time, which is 8 a.m. their time, and uh, went until 9 p.m. our time, which is 5 p.m. their time. So you can imagine that that's a long day of yeah. you know, talking and listening and staring at screens. But uh, I'm so grateful we can do it, you know, Brad. It's, it's a blessing. And it also shows us that, you know, I mean, I would fly somewhere mm. and maybe speak for an hour and have, you know, four or five one-hour meetings yeah. and fly back. So just how unnecessary so much of that was, you know. Yeah, it's funny. If you look, we're starting to reevaluate things and uh, the cost involved and the cost not only financial but to the environment and to our time and to our safety and time away from family, you know, all of those yeah. things cost us something. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I, I have a sense some of it will return because, yes. you know, meeting over MS Teams or Zoom or Skype is... Is not it's not the same as sitting with people, mm. you know. But um, but I also have a sense that that we're going to find that many of those things will say, listen, actually that's not necessary. Let's let's connect in a different way. Yeah, I agree. There's certainly a time and a place for face to face, but in other areas, more is possible. And we're discovering more and more what is possible. You know, some of the things that uh, uh, we often think about, we feel like there's so much loss. You know, we're losing this and we're losing that, and human connection and opportunity and money and all of these things. And I I get that. And then there's this uh, comment that our pastors made many times over the years and that irrespective of what we see around us, what appears to be broken, in Christ everything can be redeemed. And it's never felt like uh, something more powerful to, to consider, Dion, at this time. To say, even all of this, it seems like a big mess. And yesterday the words came out of the president's mouth, the way we worship you know, is going to have to change. And the way we know things, uh, that's that's not going to be like that anymore. We say, but God, can can you still redeem all of these things? Brad, that's a, I also, when I heard that that statement, it sort of sat with me, number one, because I think it's just so wonderful that we have a president who understands what it means to worship and, mm. and to be in the body of Christ. But uh, number two, of course, he's, he's absolutely right. I mean, many of the things we took for granted uh, a little bit later today, I have to do another interview around, uh, you know, this notion of touch and how important is touch mm. uh, in, in, in our faith. And the, the thing I recognize is that, you know, one of, one of the aspects that, that we have to hold on to constantly is while this is shocking and inexplicable and new for us, of course, for God, it's not. Yeah. You know, this God whom we love, who loves us, has known all of this 
from the very start and knows all of the infinite possibilities and is looking at all of them and saying, in everything, I can work for goodness mm-hmm. and grace and love and, and blessing. Now, Brad, yesterday uh, on, on this little conference we spoke, one of the things I spoke about is this notion of the fall. Yes. And uh, if we go and we read Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, we have that beautiful account, this, this wonderful narrative of uh, Adam and Eve and uh, their engagement in the garden. And, you know, they, they, they have everything in life. I mean, everything is perfect. They have each other for companionship. God has provided for them everything they need to flourish. They have enough food. They have shelter. They have beauty. Everything is there, mm. and it's not enough. And uh, so, you know, the tempter comes yeah. and says, oh, good, you know, here's a, an opportunity for me to, to come and, and uh, you know, draw upon and, and tempt you mm. with your sense of dissatisfaction. And, and I, can, I can give you something that, that God can't give you. You know, I, I can give you, I can give you a, a free will to do whatever you want mm. and, and to know things. And so come and have something of, of this tree of, of knowledge. And... Um, you know, that, it's, a, it's a very telling uh, narrative, that, and I think it's very insightful into the human psyche, even when we have everything. I've seen it over the years yeah. when I was a pastor. You know, a husband and wife who have a perfect marriage with wonderful children, and one of them looks elsewhere and, and finds another relationship. Or the person who has the perfect job, and, you know, they, they embezzle some money. We, we have this sense within us, and it's part of our, our fallen human nature, I think, to always want more, to want mm. better. Now, of course, the, the good news is that Jesus doesn't leave it there. If, yeah. we, if we had just been left, if the Bible ended at the end of Genesis 3, oh my goodness, that would have been terrible. But of course, it moves throughout uh, the centuries, and we end up with the Gospels. And Matthew's Gospel is perhaps one of the most beautiful bookends to Genesis 3. If you take Genesis 3 and Matthew chapter 4, they form this wonderful bookend of falling and rising of loss and redemption. So in Matthew 4, we encounter this picture of Jesus being tempted by the devil in the desert. And uh, we've spoken about that uh, about a month or so ago, Jesus being led into the desert to be tempted. But isn't it interesting, in in that situation, the devil says, I know how to tempt people. I did it in Genesis 3. Let me try it with this man, Jesus. And he tempts him, you know, uh, Mm. with love. He tempts him with hunger and security, he tempts him with power. And every time Jesus rebuts him and says, you know what, what you're trying to offer me, it's not enough. What I want is the promise that we read about just at the end of Matthew chapter 3. Now, for those who know their Bibles well, you already know where I'm pivoting with it. (laughs) Matthew chapter 3 is the baptism of Jesus. And, um, you know, I, I read this beautiful phrase in Richard uh, Raw's book, Falling Upwards, where he says, when the devil tempted Jesus, he still had the water of baptism running through his head. <laughs> and, and he could say to the devil, you can't give me anything that is more than the God who says I am his beloved. Wow. And so there's this sense, you know, Brad, which in which I'm saying, you know, I listened to last night, and it sounds probably like the rest of the notion will go to stage three, and we'll stay at stage four. And I see people getting irate and angry. We want stage three, yeah. you know. And I say to myself, friends, sisters and brothers, we have a reality that we are facing. And whatever that is in our lives, let's recognize we don't need to do anything. We don't need to be anything. We don't have to prove anything mm. because Jesus redeemed us and we 
are God's beloved. Wow. And so our story doesn't end there. This is not something we have to wait for. This is not what we get when we're in heaven. Paul says it, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2b, now is the time of God's favor. Today is the day of God's favor. Mm. You are God's beloved today. That is so powerful. You know, I, I'm just sitting thinking a little bit about how people are feeling in general, about all the things that are getting them down. And to, to know that in the midst of all of that, the pain or the frustration, the fear, and sometimes it's this fear of the things you don't even know are happening or that you think might be happening, but you don't know if they are happening. To know that there's a God who's completely in control. Nothing is catching him by surprise. God isn't saying oops at any moment here. And for, him, <laughs> and, and for us to know that, that we are so loved, uh, it's the, the outcome might not initially seem like what we want, but if God is in control, there's only one way this can go, and that's for our good. And, and I think what you've said is so powerful to know that we are His beloved. That's such a beautiful image in my mind that's conjuring up right now, that's giving me a lot of peace. So thank you, Dion. Brad, and uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's, that's probably the most difficult thing, and that's why the devil tempts us there, uh, you know, tempts us to doubt it, tempts us to want more than being beloved, tempts us to want love and recognition and affirmation from elsewhere, and I just want to encourage my sisters and brothers, I face mm. exactly those same temptations, but let's stand firm in the truth, because ultimately it's only the truth that can set you free. Yeah, we're called to stand, so let's stand. Thank you, Professor Dion Foster. Love spending time with you on a Thursday morning, as I'm sure everyone else does too. Thanks for being a blessing to us, and off you go and Zoom your day. Yes, thanks, Brad. Have a wonderful one. God Be bless. Bye. Bye-bye. Professor Dion Foster, he's the head of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, and uh, he's the head of the department there, also the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology out of Stellenbosch University. Now, just like all the students, yeah, subjected to a chair and a computer or phone screen. Also saw some really good stuff uh, telling us and reminding us that uh, you know people are stepping in saying not every student has access to the internet. Not everyone has a laptop. What can we do to keep everybody learning? And plans are being made and that's a good thing despite all that's going on. This program brought to you by SBH Kundalila, experts in surface mining solutions together, building a better South Africa for a better future. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.